guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. And before we dive into the episode, I just want to put out into the world just these good vibes that I somehow still have going for me. I want to put that out in the world and I hope you can catch one or two of them and feel some for yourself because I feel like this is a time where our joy and just our zest for life and how you know we feel towards life if we're having a good day which I believe me I don't have all good days you guys have listened to the past few episodes and I've gone through some not so good days I feel like it honestly feels like I've had like three good days and I'm just like kind of bracing myself for a bad day to hit and like who knows what's gonna happen when that occurs but I'm having a good day today so I want to put out this energy into the world and I hope you guys can feel that today is going to be a good day wherever you are whatever time it is we're you know, whatever you're doing, it's going to be good. Okay. (laughs) It's going to be good because I say so. And I just want to, you know, say that if you are ever having a moment where you're like, wow, you know, life is okay right now. I'm doing okay. Make that contagious. Put out the energy to someone else. I think that's the only way that we will survive. This is just feeding off the energies of others when someone else is having a good day and we're having a bad day. Of course, I think it's okay to have a moment where you're like, I'm having a shit day and <laughs> nothing anyone you know can say can change that. But know when your time is over, you know, the dwelling time is over. Don't dwell for long and move on, find the light. I just wanted to say that before I get into today's episode, which is a really good one. Um, but, you know, it's important just to put that energy out there and I feel like the first minute of the podcast is the time to do that because who knows what you guys will be up to for the rest of the minutes or even if you stay on for the end I hope so but yeah so today's episode is all about instant gratification and you know psychologically scientifically but also just personal experiences with instant gratification and especially now when a lot of you know there's a lot of delayed gratification with a lot of things we're we're experiencing where we aren't getting what we want when we want it as much as we used to when we were able to go out in the world and production wasn't slowed and all that stuff so I just want to talk about instant gratification today and the role it plays in our lives um, as well as just you know when we don't get what we want when we we get that delayed gratification how it really affects our anxiety and the tension that we feel and why I feel like instant gratification is playing a massive role in why a lot of us are really uneasy right now so I want to talk about that today I want to talk about you know just some frustrations I've had with you know patience in the past because I am a super impatient person and I've been working on that especially as a freelancer and you know being my own boss I've had to do some really critical thinking about how can I be more patient because it's been actually six months now officially almost to the day like a few days ago actually uh, that I've been on my own for six months and so I've done some you know real thinking over this past six months and I've realized that my patience or my lack thereof is really causing some problems in my life and so that also as you guys probably know already patience is a huge factor in instant gratification you know or a lack of patience rather so I want to talk about all of that today Um, I have a really beautiful passage that I want to read at the end of the episode just a lot of good stuff a lot of goodness in this episode so stay tuned okay so I want to just kind of recap the last week of my existence on this planet uh, my strange existence as I know it and just kind of what's been going on so something new a development that I actually decided I wanted to do about like a week and a half ago and it's set in motion it's already kind of begun and the full launch is actually on May 1st which is 
quickly approaching is my Patreon page. So I've been hearing creators talk about Patreon for so long. Like I used to be a huge crime junkie podcast listener. I still do, but I used to be obsessive about it. Like I'd listen to it every like every day at work on the way to work and stuff. Now I listen to it every once in a while, but I used to be obsessed with them. Um, and they use Patreon, you know, even just YouTube creators were talking about Patreon. And I was always like, that's just so like ridiculous. It's just like, why don't you just post your stuff for free? Like, why do we have to pay for it? But like, you know, classically, I know the reason. I know as a creator how important it is to monetize your work because otherwise it's like, you. I mean, you have to live somehow. So, but still, I was like, I'm not doing Patreon. Like, I'm not creating content on Patreon. That's just like robbery, whatever. But then, of course, we always say these things and then we end up, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. But my reasoning for Patreon is here's the thing so my followers I've had you know a following for 10 years now and I've found that you know as I've gotten older and more specialized in what I do and loving of you know in design and things like that I've realized that my followers have kind of fallen into this like two camp sort of thing where like there's two separate types of people that follow me it's like one person is mostly just interested in I hate to say superficial, but like the superficial elements of me, I guess. So, you know, my clothes or who I'm dating, but like not really like the intellectual things behind it, but just like the drama or you know what I mean? Just like is following me because I'm an influencer. And then there's like a second half of followers that follows me for what I really have to say, like the, the you know, reading between the lines type of things. And then also my skills and the things that I really bring to the table that the things that I'm honestly most proud of myself for, which is design and creativity and how I edit my videos. And, you know, people are just super detail oriented and like really care about that. So, you know, it's totally fine if you are in the first camp and really only just scroll through my stuff to see my outfits. Like that's fine because I'm putting it out there and I love those people just the same. But I decided I wanted a place where that second group of people could really thrive and I could really give them content that they so desperately want, but that, you know, the people in the first camp would be like, ah, I don't need this, like, you know, unfollow, whatever. So Patreon is the place for that. I've decided to kind of turn my Patreon page or create a Patreon page because I didn't have one, you know, pre-existingly, but into a place where I will be posting tutorials on how I do what I do, how I doodle things, how I make my tattoos, how I do my hand lettering, how I do everything. And then also, you know, a place where I can create resumes for you guys and help you apply for jobs in this crazy time and you know uncertain market and everything so patreon is for that you guys can look it up i mean i honestly didn't mean for this to be like a (laughs) promo but it's launching fully on may 1st there's a few things up right now that people are actually already jumping on and you know trying i've had a couple people email me their banners that they created based on my tutorial i posted like not thinking anyone would try it but like it's just a beautiful thing but anyway so patreon is you know live but it's going fully live with everything on may 1st and i'll be updating it monthly and it's between one and five dollars a month depending on what you want um, which is super affordable i could have of course charged more but i decided that given everything going on and just how i feel like i want this to be accessible to everyone so yeah so in making the patreon though i've realized within myself that i have this serious like just issue (laughs) with patience and i've known this for a long time that i've been like this where i just really want everything now and it sounds super bratty but really i think it's just like i 
have I, I just feel like if something takes longer than I'm anticipating to come to life it's just not worth waiting for or it's not worth the the effort because I want results now and in the internet industry I mean there's such a thing as viral content viral content is a thing we know it is some people are super lucky and just somehow overnight become sensations but it's becoming less and less these days I think because people really want to foster relationships with creators and you know people get big over time I feel like it's really gradual ask anyone it's been pretty gradual for most of the huge creators out there but you know people some people like myself you know have a real serious issue with that like there's certain videos that I put out that totally flop and I get so upset (laughs) just like internally upset that the reaction that I envisioned in my head isn't there or that it didn't you know get the amount of views that I thought and it's really it it becomes a personal thing where when you create something and it doesn't impact the world in the way that you thought or that you envisioned for yourself that's enough for some people to just completely give up the act and stop what they're doing and just like give up so with patreon (laughs) patreon you know i decided to do it about a week and a half ago but i've been fast and furiously putting out content you know or not putting out but just creating content i guess and putting it in this folder on my external hard drive like ready to drop on may 1st and it's something where this has been a real test of my patience because I've been doing this thing, you know, on my social channels. You guys might even just kind of realize this from following me that when I create something, I put it out the day of. Like I will film a video, edit it, put it out the same day. And it's not because I'm like, I mean, I am really excited about the content. That's part of it. But it's really because I just need that instant gratification of putting this thing out into the world and seeing the reaction and you know, reading the comments, like, I need that, and that is unhealthy, (laughs) okay? I literally put all of my other needs and everything else that I'm supposed to be doing completely aside to dive into this project, which some people could see as heroic or just, like, very admirable and bold of someone to do that, but it honestly is kind of self-sabotage to be that obsessed with what you're creating that you put aside everything else and all your other needs and wants and things you owe people and all sorts of things. So with the Patreon page, you know, it's been a small test of my patience, but a test nonetheless of me creating content that I'm not putting out instantly. I'm, you know, working on this. I'm tailoring it to what people are going to actually need like I've even there's a couple videos I've created that I've redone like I was like that I need to redo this and redoing something really throws me for a loop because I'm just like well why I already did it you know one time why do I have to redo it but the truth of the matter is when you redo something you're not starting from scratch you're starting from experience of what you did the first time so it's really not starting from scratch anyway all of the above, everything I've just said has been a real test of just my my patience and my character because I'm super stubborn, I'm, I'm super impatient and that's kind of all of the layers that are involved in instant gratification, which I'm sure you guys, I'm hoping you guys know what that is because I've just been throwing it out for the past few minutes, but instant gratification is when you do something or put something out or, you know, swipe on something and you expect instant results. You expect something to satisfy you uh, from what you are, the energy you're putting out, you're expecting a satisfying reaction. And with social media, 
this has become very attainable. Social media, we log into Instagram, we post something, we see the likes flooding in. Uh, that is instant gratification. And you even, you definitely know um, there's certain posts that you put out that get way less likes than you are hoping for, or that is usual for your page. Like I've had friends just, you know, I, I say normal because I mean, like my situation is not normal, of course, that have normal followings of just people they actually know. <laughs> no offense, guys. Um, and they even, you know, will delete posts if they don't get enough likes on them. And it's really linked to actually this thing called the pleasure principle in psychology. It's very similar slash linked to it where humans are believed to act upon this principle that is really it's a driving force of you know what compels humans to gratify their needs wants and urges and there's the the basic pleasures like breathing eating drinking you know the basic needs and then the complex needs like needing an iphone you know 10 or the iphone what are the new ones now i don't even know what they're called like the one with the three cameras on it or whatever and it's a form of self-sabotage you know instead of taking the time that we need to actually think and act rationally and really work on something that takes a lot of energy because it is something really amazing we are all about the now we are so invested in the now we don't think very long term or wait for things to get good we are the types where i've had this happen to me where i load a browser on my computer and if it doesn't load in five seconds i cancel out start over like i can't just sit there and wait for something to happen and it's something that i feel like as our generation gets even more advanced it's we're losing it more and more every day and I think that really goes for now. I think this whole concept is so relevant because we're spending a lot more time on social media. So kind of continuing down the psychological impact route of everything, when we don't get the fulfillment that we want or expect, when we don't get what we desire out of whatever action or whatever thing that we put into something, when we don't get what we want out of it, our psychological response to all that is anxiety and tension. And I feel like a lot of us are feeling quite a lot of anxiety and tension right about now when we we just feel this like internal restless feeling of wanting to do what we want to do right now. And for a lot of us that have the privilege to do so, we've been living like that for a long time. When, you know, I want a coffee, I hop in the car, go to the drive-thru, and now I've been scared to even just go walk around the neighborhood with just people everywhere. Uh, my neighborhood is just like, everyone's just out walking right now and like breathing on each other. I don't know what's going on. Everyone's trying to stay six feet, but like people are just like letting their just their want to socialize, get the best of them. Anyway, it's a whole different freaking story. My neighborhood is something right now. But anyway, so when we don't get the fulfillment, our response is anxiety. So taking a quick break in this episode to introduce our episode sponsor, which is Ritual. You guys know I use Ritual. Uh, it's basically the obsessively researched vitamin for women, which I'll talk about at length. But I just want to say I've been using Ritual vitamins for a few months now. It's actually one of the things I grabbed when I was running out the door before all this happened and I had to flee to the suburbs where I am right now, home with my parents. I brought my Ritual vitamins home with me and I've been explaining them to my mom and about how I use them and I've even gotten her on the bandwagon because I just love Ritual for so many reasons. I feel like it's just such an easy way to make sure that I'm getting all of the nutrients that I need. The truth is we all want to take care of ourselves. We all want to be healthy, but we don't want to put in a ton of effort to get there. So taking vitamins that have all these nutrients that we need is an easy way 
to stay healthy, to get those nutrients, and it's super easy with Ritual because it's too easy to take capsules that provide nine nutrients that you need to support a healthy foundation for your health. Because it is hard to keep up with eating our kale salads and drinking our green smoothies, especially when we're in isolation. So taking these vitamins is an easy way to make sure that we get all of our essential nutrients. I'm super busy, especially when we're in the city and things are normal, so having Ritual on my side where it's super easy to get those nine nutrients that I need as a woman to support my strong foundation of health just in two capsules is a no-brainer because we're constantly moving. There's all these things demanding our attention and our vitamin routine should not be demanding a lot of our attention. It should be super simple. It's basically the multivitamin reimagined. So from D3 to omega-3, Rituals Essential for Women helps fill the gaps in a woman's diet. They have a no-nausea capsule design. So it's gentle on an empty stomach if you take it first thing in the morning, which I do. It's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, allergen-free, and their sources are right out there for the whole world to see. They're super transparent and it's delivered. So it's a subscription that's super easy to start. It's easy to snooze, especially in times like these where you need to, you know, be super careful about your subscriptions and like where you're sending things to. It's only a dollar a day to have all of the essential nutrients that your body needs delivered every month. We all know that better health does not happen overnight. And now Ritual is actually offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. So you can easily fill in the gaps in your diet with essential for women a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body so just go to ritual.com slash thick the letter n thin so that's thick n like an n is in nugget thin to start your ritual today that's 10 percent off during your first three months at ritual.com slash thick and thin and thank you to ritual for sponsoring this episode and let's continue on and this whole concept is so interesting to me and just especially myself just kind of introspectively thinking about how I handle just my I want it now mentality. It reminds me of what's that movie like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when what's the girl's name like Veruca Salt? Is that her name? I don't know. She like turns into a plum in like the Johnny Depp version or a blueberry. Is it a blueberry? I don't know. She like wants the, the golden goose I'm like confusing the different renditions because there's like the the modern one and the older and the book and all that. But regardless, I feel like I'm a spoiled child sometimes and I'm like, Katie, can you relax? There's some people that don't even get a hint of what you get. So of course there's that element, but it's also just become something that's so just expected. Like from a brand perspective, when I was working at L'Oreal and just when I was working with agency partners and just seeing it from even just working with brands as an influencer I've seen that so many brands have to prepare themselves either just like with inventory or things like that to make sure that they can keep up with people's insane need for things right now like for things right now and you'll even see clothing brands for example, I was on this live stream yesterday with the founder of 12th Tribe, Demi. I love 12th Tribe. Great brand. Great comfy stuff if you're looking for comfy clothes right now. But they were super prepared for Coachella, which of course is not happening until the fall now. And their whole, they, you know, the founder actually said their Christmas, so to speak, is Coachella. That is when they get a lot of new clients or a lot of new people they're dressing for you know styling but then also new customers and now that that's no longer happening they have to kind of pivot and they weren't really expecting to be selling all of this loungewear right now but now they're selling a ton of loungewear they're sold out on a ton of pieces and the inventory is taking a long time to come in from China because China and everything going on there so 
just kind of hearing that from her perspective, I was just thinking about how everyone knows and just is so painfully aware of the mass majority of humans desire for things right now and for that instant gratification and although a lot of us kind of boast and say that we are there's this huge movement nowadays to be so chill and zen and meditate and just be so relaxed as a human being and all that I'm not gonna lie I've been trying it myself just like trying to relax more and be more zen and just understanding of things and let things roll over me and not be so obsessive and crazy especially right now because there's a lot we can't control right now and a lot we really have no answers for but in that people are still super like just needing things now like even those self-proclaimed just like very zen people are like still wanting their Amazon order and their toilet paper and like of course there's a difference between like a crisis scenario and just things that you need to survive but regardless I feel like a lot of us kind of romanticize this mysterious element to life where we don't know when things are going to happen and we all know there was a time where we had very little control of when things were going to happen especially in the realm of communication which now is so instantaneous and we get we text someone and if someone doesn't respond to us in an hour we get pissed at them like a significant other or we take you know communication super seriously like I was talking to this guy on a dating app last week and we exchanged numbers or he gave I gave him mine actually um because I'm still trying to figure out how this whole dating app thing's supposed to go with like quarantine and I don't know if I'm gonna jump to being one of those people that does a FaceTime date I just TBD on that one depends on how long we're in isolation but I gave him my number and he did the classic boy thing where he waited like two days to text me and I was going crazy because I was like okay like was I too strong to give him my number you know all the things you think about and that is because I'm just so impatient and I can't I need the instant gratification of me giving him my number and him maybe waiting till the next morning so it was at night so like the next morning to text me but like that was what I was expecting and I didn't get it and so I was anxious um you know and we do have to think about that like back in the day people would wait months for a response from their significant other there was I was watching this movie Little Women I'm sure you guys have seen it or read the book I read the book way long ago and had I think I had seen the original one of the original versions um but this one made by Greta Gerwig the director slash actress um was incredible you guys have to watch it if you haven't seen it but in the movie there's like one scene that was like super just it was not really an important scene or an important line at all but it stuck with me when the husband marmy so the mom her husband i forget the dad's name but he was basically off at war and said like he wrote to his daughters at like around christmas time or something saying like all it's going to be a long hard year of not seeing you blah, blah blah and then i was like wow i mean of course war still happens of course people still go out to war but a lot of times just in terms of communication back then it was so hard to get a response from someone that you even if you so desperately love them months would go by without you hearing from them and they it's just that was the reality and now just over the years it's gotten so much more important for a quick response with things because it's so possible to have a quick response and to get that response from putting in very little effort you know just sending a text it's like what's that quote it's like uh from the notebook uh, Noah wrote Allie 365 letters and I can't even get a text whatever so anyway things are different now but I feel like as much as we do kind of romanticize the mysterious and not knowing when things are going to happen and of course 
the element of surprise. Some people love surprises. Some people hate them. I have not decided which part or which camp I'm in. I think I... I kind of, I hate when I like kind of know something's going to happen. Like if someone's going to surprise me for my birthday or something or like do a surprise party, I need to have absolutely zero idea that it's happening or I would just like overthink it slash just like overthink my response. You know, have you ever had it where you know something's going to happen and you have to act surprised? Like I'm so bad at that. Anyway, (laughs) so just kind of keep that in your head, the whole idea of mysterious things happening and why we romanticize it, but I think a lot of us are secretly terrified and we need to know when things are going to happen and we need to know, we need to have control because we're taught, I think as humans, as just people that the more control we have, the more successful we will be and the more, the more intelligent we are, you know, having control of your emotions means that you're disciplined and all those things. So I saw this quote on a friend of mine's Instagram story. What well, wasn't a quote, it's kind of like a passage and my friend Bianca Sparacino posted this and I just want to read it and let this sink in. Okay, so it says, finally, I believe in the power of the mysterious. Einstein once wrote, the most beautiful experience we can have is the mysterious. It is the fundamental emotion which stands at the cradle of true art and true science. I believe that it is bracing and vital to live in a world in which we do not have all the answers. I believe that we are inspired and goaded on by what we don't understand, and I hope that there will always be an edge between the known and the unknown beyond which lies strangeness and unpredictability and life. I love that quote because I feel like these are all the things that I really want to embrace as a person, but just like can't. I need to like work on it, embracing the unknown and putting something out into the world and kind of letting go of the strings of the balloon and letting it take shape on its own and not obsessing over the reaction or just the performance, I guess, the initial performance, and just kind of have faith that there, have faith in the mysterious, I think. People get so caught up in the instant gratification traps of life and expect to really gain something from nothing, but the world, I think, which it's become what it is, through centuries of hard work and those sort of things like I just any real invention that has really shaped our world has not happened overnight I feel like I need to say that even though it's cliche you need to give something to get something back and good things you you need to give time you need to give your patience you need to give the trust to someone else to like just you know something to happen I feel like a lot of times we think we can do everything and we can't and for me I'm super impatient because I just feel like I need to be one of those people that has this idea in my head and can just make it something tangible like that. And some things take some serious time and some of the most amazing things take some serious time. Like of course things are, you know, can be super instantaneous and you can snap a really low quality, just like relaxed selfie and get results. But I think for the kinds of content that I feel most satisfied with or just the projects that I do that I'm super proud of or the most proud of are things that do take time and I just hate everything about that. I love of course the end result and how great the project turns out but I hate waiting for things. I hate just having to really twiddle my thumbs and wait for something to launch like I always just want it to launch now 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 and the concept of having to wait for something is just so hard. I was thinking of it today because a friend of my dad's was getting married this summer. 
Uh, and of course, just had to postpone their wedding a year. And I was just thinking about how that would affect me because clearly we know I'm not I'm not a patient person, as you've probably gathered from the last 25 minutes of me talking. But just anything like that, I feel like so I want to say I have this little note to talk about this girl. Um, you guys know I grew up on YouTube, of course. I was like 14 when I started. And there's this girl named Becky O on YouTube. I don't know if she, I think she still makes videos actually. I just like recently looked her up, like just out of curiosity. She was one of those OG YouTubers that really tested out all of these kind of just effects that now everyone uses. And she was like one of the first, because I think she was in film school when she first started YouTube. She's English. And she did this thing where she would clone herself. So using these effects in Final Cut, or I think it was either premiere or something she used kind of I mean I don't want to get super technical with those of you who don't really understand this but she essentially had two of her on screen but made it look like it was her twin kind of you know but her twin so to speak was a version of her like a two years younger version of her or like four years younger she basically filmed herself for so long and archived like all the videos saved everything that she's she'd ever filmed and kind of layered them on top of each other and made it something so crazy. But just the sheer amount of effort that goes into filming yourself in this exact spot, you know, not changing your room at all and making it look like I, it was just so over my head because I, like I said, was super instantaneous, still am with how I want my content to work where I just film it and I edit it, I upload it the same day. It's like there's no time that goes into me really just perfecting it and with this girl she'd waited three years to put out a video that was super compelling and insane and honestly didn't get nearly as many views as it deserved because she was super just uh just what's the word she was super disciplined I guess and really knew what she wanted to put out and put in the years that it took to make something really stand out and I think she's still even kind of doing it to this day where she brings back the younger versions of herself she even did this video where she she was one of the first people actually I know now it's like kind of something everyone does with like the one second a day or the two seconds a day like snap or Instagram not Instagram it's an app on the phone but people started out like probably 10 years ago making these videos about how they took a picture of themselves every single day for a year or for five years and she's one of those people that's done it for like I think the longest amount of time like she has taken a photo of herself every single day and just tracked how she's changed, how like her her skin has gotten better and worse and her hair and all that. But I just like marveled at watching her videos because I was like, there, I am so not like this at all. Like I am super instantaneous and I am like the poster child for instant gratification. Like you look up instant gratification in the dictionary, I am the picture next to it. Like that is me. And what I've been working on though is giving some trust to the universe and to myself and trusting that I will grow and that it will be okay if I don't put something out ASAP, if I do work on something long-term. And I can trust that with time, I'll get better, I'll get smarter, I'll get faster. But the one thing I can control right now is my patience, I guess. And so I want to talk more about actually the science behind instant gratification and how it's super 
linked to brain activity, which I don't think is very surprising. You guys know I love talking about the brain. I've talked about it a bunch of times, even though I've never even just seen a real life squishy brain in my life, but I know a lot about it just from taking classes in college and reading. So some smart people at Princeton University did a little study slash some research on the brain and instant gratification and what areas light up when we're getting what we want instantly and what happens when we are delayed with that. And they found or they knew that there's two areas of the brain that are kind of at play here. One that is associated with our emotions and the other that is associated with abstract reasoning. Or when I say associated, it's kind of the reason for it. So one, emotions, two, abstract reasoning and just reasoning as a whole. And the emotional side of the brain is BFF with instant gratification because instant gratification is a super emotional concept while the reasoning side of the brain tries to keep you on task and seeing clearly and disciplined and patient and all those things. It's like the angel and the devil, you know, on their shoulders. And the emotion and logic-based parts of your brain are constantly in battle. So the two sides are constantly head-to-head trying to show you why you should choose their option over the other person's option, basically. And that's why we have this conflict where, like I said earlier, We want to embrace the unknown and the magical and things that just not the not what's here and now just something maybe down the road if we delayed what we're getting or just kind of worked harder and didn't put something out for gratification right away and had to wait for something and that's the reasoning part of the brain talking when you want to do things like that or when you kind of consider that option but then the emotional side of the brain is the one that's like but I want the result I want this feeling I want this adrenaline or whatever you feel the endorphins from getting this thing now endorphins are a huge factor at play here you really want that rush that you get when you click a button and get what you want it's so it's a real feeling it's very it's a tangible feeling that we experience I'm sure you guys all know what I'm talking about So they're constantly head-to-head, and our emotional brain is the one that, of course, it it wants us to max out the credit card. It wants us to order dessert and take another shot, even though we're a thousand percent positively going to be hungover tomorrow if we do. And I think the solution to this, or what I was kind of trying to figure out, I was like wrestling with this topic last night, because of course things are just going to get worse in the department of getting things when we want. Like it's already so crazy that we can call a phone or call a phone, use our phone to call a car, like, and and not break the bank doing so. Like, of course it's expensive to Uber, but like, it's not like a black car service. It's like, you can pay 10 bucks for an Uber and pile your friends in there and go to a bar. And that's like a normal thing we do now. It's like, everything is becoming so instantaneous, but somehow you need to realize that there's certain areas of your life where you can't let it become that instantaneous because it really takes away from the magic, from the beauty, from the excitement of working really hard for something and finally getting it. You know that feeling? And it's tough because I feel like certain parts of the world and life, it makes more sense than others. So a solution I did come up with is, you know, our emotions can easily overpower any logic deduction skills that we have like I said and if you really want to start creating a good habit then I think it's kind of important that you associate it with an emotion so associating a logical thing like creating a habit or 
just a, a practice or a way that you do something, aka filming a video and waiting a week to really perfect it and then or whatever, just associate it with an emotion because the emotional side of your brain needs focus. Like it, it can't be completely disregarded because it will make itself known. I feel like it's in a very <laughs> like one of those annoying little like people that's constantly popping in to be like, hello, hello, did you forget about me? <laughs> you know? Continuously remind yourself of the things that you'll get out of creating this habit and just kind of remind yourself of the emotions that will come when you really work hard for this thing or when you wait for this thing that's worth waiting for and just really constantly remind yourself of the emotions involved in doing that and how proud of yourself that you you will be because I think every day we should be focusing on trying to find new ways to be proud of ourselves because otherwise what is the point of living because of course people a lot of people really act and do things for other people to see but I think that the most important person or the most important thing that we should be making proud of is ourselves because ultimately we are our keepers we are we only get one chance at this in my opinion so but yeah so that is like my take on kind of instant gratification the science the psychology like all of those things and I think that just kind of as a whole, instant gratification or the lack of it can really destroy a person. It can really prevent you from trying something that ultimately could alter your existence, either kind of perfecting a skill that is hard to learn. I mean, half the things that I know that other people don't know how to use or do, like certain editing apps or certain just things that I've really had to teach myself, like graphic design skills, I'm kind of putting this personally, but think of in your life, just things that you know how to do that not many people know, like a language or those things really do get you places, really get you far because of course you can function in this world just knowing the bare minimum, but what kind of life is that? Like just keep building upon your skills. I think it's so important and it it sounds like work because it is, but it will really, it will really alter your entire existence and people just always want this quick fix or they just want this quick thing. Like everything needs to be quick. Everything needs to be fast. Same thing goes for coronavirus. It's like with COVID, everyone just wants a really quick fix. They want to open America. They want everything to be back to normal. So do I. Are you kidding? But I, you, we have to be patient with these sort of things because there's so much going on that we don't know. There's so much hurt. People are dying. Like... <laughs> I know it sucks. It's one of those things where you want it now because we've been kind of cultured and grown to be able to get it now. So, but yeah, that's kind of getting political there. But you're not always going to become an overnight genius sensation who's perfect at everything. And it's okay. And we need to remember that that's not always the case. Like, yes, we can get Chick-fil-A right now, unless it's Sunday on our phones. But we can't just like order like a PhD and expect that or just learning a skill that does take time but like why do people learn these skills why do people put in the effort to learn languages why is it is it a prerequisite in college it's because when you learn these things that aren't necessarily required of you you really gain something by taking time to do anything you really gain something so yeah those are my thoughts on everything instant gratification all the things And it's something I'm working on. I feel like I've been saying for years that I'm super impatient and it hasn't changed. It's like in my DNA at this point, I guess. But I think it's important for, I I think it, it can be linked to so many things. Having patience with yourself is 
So important. Like I said in the beginning, I've been doing freelance now for six months. So I've been fully on my own uh, without coworkers to lean on, without a manager that isn't, you know, I have a manager, manager, but like a business manager of like, like you have in a corporate role, someone telling you what to do basically. Like I don't really have anyone in my life like that. So I've had to be my own manager and have patience in myself, which is really hard. And I think just kind of realizing that good things take time has really helped me a lot. You will likely not be an overnight sensation in things and that does not indicate failure at all. And we can't, we have to stop comparing ourselves to other people because oftentimes we are comparing our beginning stages of what we're trying to grow to someone else's middle. We're going, you know, comparing our beginning to someone else's middle or comparing our beginning or our middle to someone else's end. And we can't do that. Like I was comparing my lettering skills the other day because I'm still learning how to like perfect my brush calligraphy, which is really hard. And I was trying to figure it out and I was looking at this girl who has been doing it, you know, or does it on social media. I had no idea how long she's been doing it. I looked at her site, like I was just like comparing myself, being like, wow, her lettering is so much better than mine. And then I went on her site and found out she's been doing lettering for seven years or something. And I'm like, okay, of course, yeah, I can get better at calligraphy and I'm not going to say that there's no way I'll be as good as her unless I'm doing it for seven years. But I think just knowing that you really can't compare your beginning stages of, of what you're doing to someone else's end and don't let it or don't let it provoke you to speed up your process and that you need to be good right now. I think with calligraphy especially, people think that they can just pick up a pen and be a freaking calligraphy genius in five minutes. That's not how it goes. And so, yeah, that's just kind of another little take on it. I could talk about this for freaking ever, but I do want to say or share before I end the episode today, this little passage that I stumbled across. Um, oh my gosh, I forget who wrote this. Oh no, I need to figure out who wrote it. Oh, okay. So the, the website, I do remember the website was called Brain Pickings. I came across it through one of my Patreon uh, creators that I follow. I've just been obsessed with Patreon, if you couldn't tell. And she, Brain Pickings is the site. I don't remember the author's name, but that is her website. So check it out if you want to hear more things like this. But she wrote this book called Figurings, I'm pretty sure. Figuring, um, whoever this person is. I'm sorry, I don't want to look it up because I am in the groove right now. I need to read it before I start stuttering because I do that. Um, So I want to share this. And the reason why I'm sharing it is because... With everything I share week to week or week after week, I see my DMs and people are always saying, Katie, like I felt like this for so long and I'm so happy someone finally said it, blah, blah, blah. Just people saying like, just kind of confirming to me that we are a lot more similar than we think or just our lives are so much more linked. We have these neighbors or people that we're surrounded by that we don't agree with always, but you'd be surprised. Our motivations are really similar. So we all want to be happy. We all want to feel appreciated. We have a lot of very similar goals, but we get to those goals or accomplish those things in different ways, but we cannot forget how similar we all are and how our lives are all linked in some way. So I want to read this little passage that she wrote. It's actually beautiful. So brace yourselves. Imagine imagine it surrounding you in like a visual sense because she's super descriptive. So, okay. She started out by quoting Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman wrote, every atom belonging to me as good as belongs to you, aka every atom belonging to me is 
practically belonging to you as well. She wrote, One autumn morning, as I read a dead poet's letters in my friend Wendy's backyard in San Francisco, I glimpsed a fragment of that atomic mutuality. Mid-sentence, my peripheral vision pulls me towards a miraculous sight, a small shimmering red leaf twirling in midair. It seems for a moment to be dancing its final descent, but no, it remains suspended there, six feet above ground, orbiting an invisible center by an invisible force. For an instant, I can see how such imperceptible causalities could cause the human mind to superstition, could impel medieval villagers to seek explanation in magic and witchcraft, but then I stepped closer and noticed a fine spider's web glistening in the air above the leaf conspiring with gravity in this spinning miracle. Neither the spider has planned for the leaf, nor the leaf for the spider, and yet there they are, an accidental pendulum propelled by the same forces that cradle the moons of Jupiter in orbit, animating into this ephemeral early morning splendor by eternal cosmic laws impervious to beauty and indifferent to meaning, yet replete with both to the bewildered human consciousness beholding it. We spend our lives trying to discern where we end, and the rest of the world begins. That's a little passage of what she wrote, but then I kind of thought at the end there, you know, my note to the passage is, there is less of a divide than we think with us and other people, with, you know, you and me. I'm beginning to think that there is oftentimes no divide at all. Of course, we express ourselves differently, but I think we all have a very similar core belief or just kind of hope, I think, of how life should be, um, how we, our wants, our dreams, although they kind of look different in terms of just the actual things, the motivation is really similar. So we all want to be happy. We all want to feel appreciated. We all want things to be okay. Of course, my version of quote, okay, looks different than yours, but I just want to kind of end on that note because first of all, it's beautiful. And second of all, I just think We all need to know, especially now when tensions are high and things are going to get super political so fast, we need to remember and just keep in mind how, although I express myself differently, my core kind of hopes and dreams are very similar to yours or to someone else's. And just kind of remember that when you're criticizing someone or anything of that nature. So yeah, that is my podcast, guys. I'm starting to get, (laughs) I'm starting to get out of breath. I need to like... I'm starting to get out of breath. I need to like relax because I've been talking for so long and you know, this is the most social interaction I've had with anyone in a while and it's someone that isn't even physically here. So hello to you. But yeah, that is it for this episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed and I will talk to you guys all next week. Bye.